him and I were talking briefly, and he, we were talking about kind of a, a, a topic, and he had a great topic of uh, <laughs> looking at phase one stuff with uh, prospecting and appointment setting, and I figure what a what an appropriate topic considering the fact we've got you know some some new talent on board, and obviously you know through the through the quick start program, you know a lot of that is is very much encompassing prospecting and appointment setting and um you know it's definitely the the world we're all living in so well yeah. you got people like me who quit making appointments so i need some help yeah good well we're glad you're here today garson so we can well, all I, I need to be here and i appreciate it i'm gonna need you to like take me to play golf again oh that'd be fun <laughs> we, we had a blast that was fun shit pass it to me um yeah so the first thing that came to mind as he was talking was that sometimes the phone doesn't work as far as getting through to the right person so getting out in the territory and and stopping by um dropping by to work your way in also helps because then i could say hey i was talking to um samantha at the front and, and she said to you know, it it, it kind of gives me something other than nothing when I'm just calling them out of what I found in Zoom Info. So sometimes dropping in. Now, if it's a big uh, industrial site like what Garson's calling on, that, that that's all he's calling on, I don't think that works very well because there's all kinds of roadblocks. Um, so I know he's talking to us, but it, somebody muted him. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like for smaller businesses... It, 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 I don't just call on industrial sites. What I said, y'all can all kiss my ass. <laughs> Quit lying. That's I what don't I heard. Call anybody. 
I don't call on anybody anymore. I'm going to start calling on gas stations. <laughs> hey, we've had recent success out there, so. That's right. Knock on them, door, them, them doors, boy. But I'll pass the, the baton to Daniel. Um, sorry I hopped on a little bit later. What, what are we uh, discussing? Prospecting. I know we're, we're sexing appointment setting, but what specifically? Take a lap. Take a look. <laughs> Take a look. I love it. Well, we're we're just trying to. No, individuals are talking about um, different tactics that they're using that have been successful from getting in front of folks to prospecting to appointment setting. Um, prospecting, I think, uh, starts with like knowing your market. Um, Zoom Info is one of the greatest tools uh, I think has ever been invented. Um, but people got appointments before Zoom Info was, you know, even around. Um, I think it's, I think it, depending on the vertical, I think it can help a lot to go by there first, um, ask who the person is, and then kind of confirm that information with your research on LinkedIn or Zoom Info, and kind of showing your face a little bit, and then reaching back out at a timely manner has always been the most effective way for me. But the phone is, I mean, it depends on the vertical, right? Hey, Roger, I can jump in if you want. So, um, obvious, not obviously, but certainly everything that has been said to this point, in my opinion, is spot on. What the greatest chance for success for me personally and you can't have this all of the time. In fact, you can't have it very often. But are, are of course, referrals. And I know that we're talking about calling and setting appointments. But in my opinion, when I can call Garson and say, hey, Garson, listen, Kent asked me to give you a call. I'm the Total Comfort Solutions. We work in building performance, and I want to come in on blah, blah, blah. That's by far the greatest. So, so I would never discount good old-fashioned networking just like I wouldn't discount Zoom info that Daniel just mentioned. Aside from that, what is the messaging, if you will? The messaging that works best for me is when I, when I introduce it as building performance. And I want them to say, what the hell is building performance? And then depending on the facility, like you like it's already been referenced, you've got to know your market. I'd say, well, you know, in your case, let's say they're manufacturing. You know, it, it could have to do with, with production and related waste. It could have to do with humidity issues in your building, especially this textile. It could have to do with, you know, capital. It just depends on what I know about that vertical. By getting them to ask what is it, of course, that can easily lead me into that's what I want to come talk to you about. In a brief introduction, I can briefly explain blah, 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 blah. If any of that makes sense, that's kind of what's working for me. So I, I got a question for the group because I've tried to go that route a lot of times over the phone. <clears throat> And, you know, for me, that's, uh, it's always difficult because people are like, Matt, like, you seem like a nice guy, you seem cool, but I'm not meeting with you until I know exactly why you're going to be here. So, so tell me why you're meeting. And eventually, like, they keep asking, 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 and I do everything I can but dodge the HPAC route, and they're just like, I still don't know what you're talking about. So I have a question for the group, like, what do you guys... Do you guys go the HVAC route, or is there another route that you go that you have luck getting appointments? Um, it, I if will, you know their first, go ahead. Go ahead. 
if, if you know their vertical, like has been referenced earlier, you don't need to be an expert in any of them. But if you have a, a, a good base knowledge of them, when they say, well, what are you talking about? And you, you know that humidity levels are important for them. You can talk about that. You can talk about production. If you know that they deal a lot with, you know, energy consumption, you can go down that road. Something that's going to pique their interest, that's their language. And really, quite frankly, that's why I want just a few minutes of your time next Tuesday at 10 a.m. to come talk about that. I don't know if that makes it any clearer for you or not. No, that's that's actually great advice. I appreciate that. Because, like, a lot of times, you know, I, I have this big, long list where I'm calling off of. And, you know, I've talked to Kent about it a lot. Um, and we've kind of strategized, but one of the things we've talked about was like, hey, make it vertical specific. Well, you know, I kind of do that and I kind of don't. So like a lot of times when I'm calling, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm maybe jumping vertical to vertical. So maybe I don't know the vertical as, as well as maybe I should. So, you know, that might be something that I start, um, not might, it's going to be something that I start doing is I'm going to start looking at the vertical and you know, just knowing some of the hot points before I call, because that's just going to give me the best opportunity when I get people on the phone to be able to say yes, right? So, thank you, Julio. That was that was definitely helpful. But Matt, again, I in my you opinion, came off to say for whatever it's worth, you don't you don't need to be an expert in these verticals. You just have to understand some of their common language. Yeah, I, what's um, really helped me is to. The only goal in the call is to set the appointment. The only goal is to just say, hey, and I, I like to use the line, I just need 10 minutes, I won't waste your time. And, and I always say, let me show you what I've got. Let me show you what we're doing for other hotels. I don't use hotels, that's Rogers Lane, but let me show you what we're doing for other senior living facilities. <laughs> uh, but, I, I always say show you because I saw in a video somewhere, if you say, I want to tell you or I want to talk to you about, they'll say, well, I got a few minutes. What are you going to talk about right now? Let, let's talk about it right now. But if you're like the guy that has a little box of jewels and you just want to show up and show him for 10 minutes and then at the end of 10 minutes go on down the way, that comes across a lot better. And and I, I do shoot for 10 minutes. I never say 30 minutes because that's a lot of time. But somebody will give you yeah. 10 minutes if you're a nice guy. I'll, I always go for 10 minutes, and they always go for 30. But yeah. uh, just, just you know, and I'll, I, I try to just, um, you know, the reason for my call is I'm, I'm going to be next door, and I, I, I'd like to just get 10 minutes of your time to show you what we're doing for other senior living facilities. Does 930 work for you? And, and, and pause. And if they start to look at their calendar, you, you've got them. <laughs> if they're not pulling out their calendar or not checking on the calendar, and there's not a pause, then you got to say a little bit more. But that's that's kind of what works for me. I have a question for I got, uh, Kent and McGarson as someone who's made thousands and thousands of, of these calls. Um, in regards to the me messaging, I, I, I'm assuming, I don't know, that the messaging has probably changed over the course of time and we've adjusted, you know, probably just trying to set an appointment to, to keep in the conversation more about building performance. Is that, is that a, is that a fair statement? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would definitely say, you know, previous, previously we were talking a lot about owning operating costs. We were talking about, 
um, improving their environmental conditions and the facility. You know, we're going a lot more along those lines and trying not to talk about HVAC. Uh, right. But now we definitely have a lot better things to, you know, to pitch out there with, with energy benchmarking and, you know, improving the performance of the building and, and things like that. Right. So um, the reason I uh, the reason I asked that is um, it it can be hard. I mean, in, in MSR training, that's kind of the things they teach you about, you know, lowering operating costs and indoor air quality, you know, things we can change within the building. Um, in fact, like one of the, if you guys know Jack from, uh, from ABM, I think his message was something to the effect of I'm with him. He, he didn't shy away from saying I'm a mechanical tr- contractor. He said, you know, I'm a mechanical contractor. We work with executives to help better manage, uh, operating costs. And, uh, it was something along those lines. Um, I have no, you know, my message has evolved over time, but the most effective message that I have had, um, has been, I'm with TCS. I'm going to be in that area. I want to set up an introduction with you, share our capabilities and see if we can be a resource to you in the future. Right. And I kind of do what Matt does. As far as I ask for 10 or 15 minutes, it always turns into a longer meeting, but if you get pushback for that, then you can kind of go to the other things that I like to personally, if it's, I like to name a few of our customers who are in that vertical, right? Well, we work with this person, this person, this person. I want to share with you what, what we've done for them and see if there's, you know, opportunity to help your business in the same way kind of thing. Um, what I have not gotten down is when, um, I'm, what I'm still trying to develop, I guess, and this is a question for Garson and Kent, is when it's, it's much harder to, um, not just set an appointment with an executive, like a CEO level uh, person, but also getting them on the phone. And tell me about how your messaging changes, or if it changes, from maybe meeting with a mid-management person to this to the executive. Um, I wouldn't say my messaging, you know, really ever changed. Not to say that it shouldn't have, but you know, I kind of. You know, and like y'all been talking about is, is I would name drop a lot. You know, hey, I'm, and then again, I understand that comes with experience because, you know, Matt is, you know, still trying to figure out who our clients are, much less what we've done for them and, and who the people are at at those client sites. But, you know, I, I, you know, I, if, if I know it's a, a property manager and, you know, they've been the business, I know that they know that, hey, we've, you know, we've worked with, you know, Christine over at the beach company and, you know, John Rivers over at Rivers Enterprises and want to come talk to you about, you know, how you guys are currently managing your facilities and see there's a way we can, you know, help you out, you know, in the future with that. Because that, that always kind of opened the door and it... Gives it, you some sort of credibility. Yeah, it gives you, gives you credibility and I, and I kind of felt like I got, you know, at that point my primary objection would be, oh, hey, I'm already using somebody. You know, we we already we've already used a company that takes care of all for us, who we're happy with. But I appreciate it, you know. Versus the whole, you know, oh, well, what exactly is it you do or whatever, you know. So uh, when, they, when they say, "What exactly is it that you do?" What, what is your what is what is Ken's message? Well, I'll I'll typically say, "Well, it varies." You know, a lot of it depends on 
on what you know what your current issues are and challenges are. And the whole you know point of me coming in and sitting down and talking to you is so I can better understand what that is to determine really what may be the the right you know solution for you. Because right now I don't know. I mean, I can share with you what we've done with other companies, what their issues were, but that really doesn't help you. What kind of questions do we have? I mean, I've got another topic I'd like to get into. Garson was going to say questions? something. Garson was going to say huh? something. You were about no, to say I mean, something. Well, there's always something to say, but uh, <laughs> if you're on your onboarding process, the new folks should, when you're making your call list, right, you should, you should ask your GM, your service manager, whomever, some of the relationship pieces that you guys have going on with 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 like-minded clients really understanding what it is that you who you're calling on right um and so you can name drop right because it, 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 it that's the easiest way like daniel and kent was talking about was is, by the way we do business with so and so and so and so but what what's going to happen in that situation is you're going to get oh great you need to meet with and, and here's the thing: when you're calling industrial plants, the plant manager is not trying to be an asshole. At the end of the day, he's really just trying to help you. He's like, "Hey, I'm not the right guy. This is the guy to meet with." And you got to have an answer for that, right? So it's it's no, no, no. You're the right guy. This is why. This is why I want to meet. With you. This is, I don't want to talk about air conditioning. I want to talk about you know performance, and I want to talk about energy, and I want to talk about all the different facets of your facility and how it how it impacts your business. If you're calling on a on an office environment, very similar. They might be trying to push you off on their their guy that they have that's there that that calls the plumber, that calls the electrician, that call that handles all of that stuff for them. But no, no, no. I want to look at your energy consumption. I want to benchmark your building. I want to talk about you know long term strategic plans. I, I I am not a technician, and there's nothing wrong with saying that on the phone. Hey, yeah, we do mechanical HVAC, like Daniel said. The guy's message in the training, or, or Roger, or whoever said that, that I'm a mechanical contractor. This is what I do. This is kind of how we, we approach facilities. That's a great message. That's kind of what I say. Um, I don't get in the word air conditioning contractor. I don't get in the truck, so to speak. But, but yeah, we're a mechanical contractor. We look at the overall operation of the facility. I don't shy away from being a contractor, but I, but I put us in a different category. We're not we're not the guys that just show up and, and fix broken stuff. So that's what I want to have a conversation about. And and when you put it in that light of hey, me and you are kind of the same guy, I'm a white collar guy, not really a blue collar guy. It it, it it changes the conversation more, and it'll give them less pause to meet with you, right? So you want to put yourself in in, in a similar uh, a similar seat, similar office seat that they're in. We want to talk about money. We want to talk about we want to talk about future money. We want to talk about today's money. We want to talk about value of. Like Kent said we were on a call with Todd the other day. He and I were, and he brought up. We want to talk about the value of your building, right? We want to talk about how we, how how can we increase the value of your property if you're calling on somebody that's, that might be an owner. Um, those are conversations that that the maintenance guy can't have, and so you want to phrase your your messaging to make sure that it's a then when they start thinking, how can I help this guy within my organization? They go, well, shit, I'm the only guy that can help you. All right, sure, yeah, yeah, whatever. Come by, we can meet for 30 minutes. 
and I'm probably going to bet you out the door. And I don't, I, I, I've never used 10 or 15 minutes, but I mean, I might, I might try that in some calls. I tell people 30. Used to be, used to be 30 and you take an hour. Now I guess it's 15 and you take 30. <laughs> so, and, and that point that I, I wanted to follow up with the group said there's something that, you know, Matt's been kind of struggling with and, you know, he got with me on. I'm like, well, man, like, do we need an hour? You know, and again, and I am old school. Like, I need an hour really to sit down with somebody and kind of go through Ain't everything. Ain't nobody got an hour to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like. That's always so, after 30. Us old people. It's going to yeah, take us so when Matt was sending out calendar invites, you know, for these invites, they were always for 30 minutes. And I'm like, well, dude, like, you know, we can't do 30 minutes because, I mean, one, it's really going to be an hour. And we got to account for travel time and blah, blah, blah. Like, we really need an hour and a half for every concept meeting. And so he's like, well, I don't want to send out a calendar invite for an hour. I'm like, well, you know, just explain to him it's for travel time or whatever. But um, I'm hearing the consensus of the group that sending out a calendar invite for an hour is a bad idea. I don't say one. I very rarely send out calendar invites. And if I do, it's usually for 30 minutes. But sometimes it's uh, sometimes me and this guy will show up and and we'll say we I, 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 I have no problem sending out for an hour. Yeah, I had a whole whole calendar invite thing. I had an interesting conversation with Christy when I first started because I was from the mindset that you always set a calendar invite with the person that you're going to go meet with. And she said that Todd was adamant that we don't set um, calendar invites because when that time comes, they're like, oh, HVAC guy, I don't want to meet with him, and they'll cancel. And so I was told to not, you know, just – just go with it and show up. If they say nine o'clock on Tuesday, don't remind them, don't text them, don't say, Hey, I'll be there. Just confirming. Don't do any of that stuff. Now I'll say all that to say, I did drive down to Santee on Tuesday and it was an hour drive and the guy didn't show up and he said he had an emergency and he was, he he apologized. But you know, I didn't have, my wife was like, you didn't confirm with him. (laughs) I was like, no, I was told not to confirm with the guy. So, yeah, why didn't you confirm? That's your fault. I'm like, yeah, I guess I should have confirmed. If it's around town, I, I, I don't think... confirm. But if I got to drive to Thompson, which is 45 minutes to an hour away, I always call and go, hey, I'm on my way. Yeah, that's good. It's the same thing. I, I, I don't need any practice driving. I've done plenty of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, I think that's a, a, a topic that, you know, people go back and forth. From what I've heard from, you know, Kelly Panosic and Fawn and, and the folks at ABM that they recommend sending out a calendar invite. One, it gets you there. I mean, you should already have their email address anyways, but it starts that email correspondence. And if they do go in and cancel it, then, you know, it may give you at least for the, the sense of, hey, you know what, they, they still owe you a meeting kind of a thing. Um. You know, I've I've sent out calendar invites only because you know not always do they accept them. You know, I've gone showed up places like yeah, do you have a meeting with them, and then I'll look at my calendar. I, I'll show where they didn't accept it. I'm like, yeah, you know, I sent a calendar invite, and it's you know on their calendar, and they're like, okay, yeah, well, hold on, let me let me go get them for you. Um, but I also have had you know ones that well send a calendar invite and. They'll cancel, then I'll follow up and say, hey, I had something come up, and then that gives me an opportunity to to reschedule it. Or I've had other ones cancel and say, yeah, you know, hey, I did some looking, and actually you need to meet with so-and-so. So So, 
I haven't heard a, a, a silver bullet yes or no, but um, I think that whatever is working, stick with it. If you, if you have a, a high cancellation rate because of sending them, then stop sending them. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got a suggestion for uh, Daniel and Garson. I'd just leverage uh, Masters ticket sweepstakes. You know, and then you'd be guaranteed an appointment from everybody. <laughs> there was a get, get these from me. Yeah. Going back to somebody's comment about, do you say HVAC or not? Um, I've I've gotten to where I say, I'd like to come and talk to you about how we're helping other senior living facilities as it relates to your mechanical systems, and I'll just use that phrase instead of as it relates to HVAC, because nobody wants to talk about HVAC, but as it relates to your mechanical systems, like what Julio said, it's kind of like building performance. Well, what does that mean? And then you can dive a little deeper if you have to, but as it relates to your mechanical systems, I've found is a lot better than putting yourself in a pigeonhole of HVAC. (laughs) I have a quick comment as someone who's been here all of 10 days. Um, so, I mean, my, my calendar right now is a lot more free to just go out and do three or four hours of door pulling, which I did yesterday. Um, and coming from pretty much primarily virtual sales for the last five years, you know, doing a lot of Teams calls and not really doing a whole lot of door pulling and geographic door knocking and all, and all that, um, you know, I've already found a ton of value in doing door pulls, um, you know, and I talked with Larry about it yesterday. You know, generally speaking, people in person aren't going to be assholes, right? Like they're, they're going to want to probably try and help you. Like sometimes I would say probably 75% at least Rebecca at the front desk is going to do what she can to maybe get you a card at least, right? Or get you a phone number that you can call or, or you can talk to Nate and maintenance or, or what have you. Um, so I went out yesterday, yeah, for a while and I talked to probably 15, 20 people, whereas that's really hard to do over the phone. I mean, you, you probably get, you know, during a good call session, four or five legitimate pickups. Um, so I'm going to try and bake that in a lot more into my, into my schedule. If I have a four hour block on a Tuesday or a Thursday, just to go out and, you know, obviously do a little research before, but. Instead of, you know, just doing two lefts and two rights, actually being pretty intentional about doing door pulls. Um, All right, give found- me, uh, get, tell me what y'all say in a door pull and how that goes. I, I, and I, I know I'm old and I've been around for at least 18, 20 months now. Um, Gus, by the way, I've been here for 20 years. but um, Just a minute. Yeah, just a minute. So um, I sound like a... 12-year-old boy selling chocolate for his Little League team when I walk in the front door. And, and I recognize that, and so I don't do it. Because I walk in and go, hey, uh, you, you got cookies? And that's pretty much what I sound like. I, I mean, I'm, like, really – I'm really awful at it. So I, I don't do it. Um, so I, I'd love to hear what people say and how you go about doing it. I mean, I've, I've probably had success once or twice, but once or twice in 20 years is, is really a shitty track record. Hey Garson, I'll, I'll, this is I, I love doing door pulls, and I and it's one of my I think I get the most conversion from going in person to meeting with people, and typically I I have a little weird approach where I try to make it as casual as possible. So I'll walk in 
on my door pool with like an energy drink or like a coffee in my left hand to make it look like I literally just am stopping by to like, hey, I'm Roger. I'm next door. I was next door um, with total comfort. You know, I, I, I'm just next door and I wanted to come by and see, you know, who makes the decisions about your building? Who makes the, the final decisions about the, what what's goes on in the building? And they typically don't send me to like a, a HVAC person. They give me the guy who's going to make the decisions. If they hit me with, I, I ask, oh, you need me with John? I was like, oh, is John the one who makes the decisions? And they're like, no, that's that's Corey. I'm like, oh, I'd love to get Corey's card or number. Uh, can you let him know that I stopped by? And they'll say, yeah, I'll let him know. And then I, in my next but at my call block within the next two days, Corey's on my list. Hey, Corey, I stopped by and talked to Samantha. She said I needed to meet with you. Do you have some time, 10 minutes for me to come back by? And it's pretty high conversion rate. Yeah, I mean, it's not like 100%, but it's much warmer than me calling in and asking for Corey with no story, no story to tell him on why I even have his phone number. Like, how'd you get my phone number? I was like, eh, well, so I, I got through Zoom info. I already knew it. I already knew it. I have all your information already. But I went by to make it, to warm it up a little bit, kind of preheat the oven for me to close. But I make it, I'm super casual. I walk in, cup of coffee in the hand, like, hey, I was just, I was just in the area, blah, 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 and they're like kind of caught off guard by it. It's not your typical sales pitch. But that's going to be very hard for me because I'm such a formal guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I'd like to, tough time. Add, to <laughs> add to what Roger uses. Um, I, I don't do the coffee cup thing, but I, I have this little PDF that I printed out, and I got it stapled to my uh, card up here that I asked Barbie to lay it, uh, lay it out for us. It's, um, I call it a, a leave behind. And this is like my reason for stopping by. And I stole that from you already. Awesome. Um, yeah. But it really works for me. And I, I use this little space over here in the, in the corner and I'll write a little note and says, uh, like if Rebecca at the front desk says that you, you got to speak to John, then I'll say, all right, uh, give me just one second. I'd like to leave a little note and I'll go sit in the lobby and take one second. And I'll write, dear John, I hate I missed you. I was next door, and I'd love the opportunity to drop by. I'll be reaching out the next time I'm in town, and so and I'll sign it, Matt, and then she'll give this to John. And it's a it's a neat little thing, I think, because it's got it's kind of like an overview of our company. But when I door pull, and I have a, a like Roger, I'm much more successful in the field door pulling. But it's a piece of my prospecting because then I follow it up with the phone block. You know, I. Um, I'm, I'm much more successful in the phone block of like I, I called 26 people last week and I set six appointments. Well, that ratio is because I did the, 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 the door pull to go with it and I had a little story of Rebecca told me you were the right one to call. Um, so it's not like I'm calling random people. I have a little story like Roger said, it's all about that little story that makes the conversation go their wall of uh, trust, you know, comes down and, and and they trust you and that they'll talk to you for a few minutes and set an appointment a lot of times so you got a call block or a call ball or a call truck <laughs> do you think the tone matters when you walk in this guy made diamonds last year i've made diamonds seven times <laughs> Dad humor is uh is is infectious, by the way. 
What was your question, Justin? I was just going to ask, do you think the tone matters? Like when you walk in the doors, like Roger, he comes in confident, he's got his cup of coffee, and he's casual about it, but he still kind of just lays it out. Like, hey, I was next door and wanted to stop in and introduce myself. Yeah. Do you think that has a lot to do with the, the yes, reception? When you've got a, yes, when you've got a 50-year-old man that sounds like a 12-year-old boy, yes, it does not It does not lead very – that doesn't do very well. What I've yeah. learned is when I drop in – you have to let the lady or the person at the front desk, the guy at the front desk, you have to let the person feel like you're not there to, to meet and take up the guy's time. That's not the reason for your drop-in. You, you don't want the person to walk behind the wall and say, oh, yeah, come on back. I got a few minutes right now. You, you don't want that. You want to be able to just use it as a, as a way to get further intel and, and just yeah. gather the phone number, gather the name, Make sure he knows you stopped by. And the reason why I have this as opposed to just a card is the card, a lot of times, it doesn't say anything. And they put you in the box of a sales guy that's just a HVAC guy, you know. Um, so don't ever try to, like, door pull to get a meeting right then or to sit down with the guy. And if you're just walking in there to gather a little bit of information a lot of times they'll they'll be helpful because they know because their job is to be the the barricade right between you and that person so if they're still doing their job and not getting you through the, the, right then then a lot of times they'll get give you information and let you talk and <laughs> let you give something to them to give to them like they're happy to do that but don't let don't let them think you're there to talk right now to that person yeah yeah, I, I sometimes say I'm dropping by totally. Hey, hey, I'm Roger. I'm dropping by totally unannounced, and I know that they're busy. But could you help me? Right. And that asking them to help you, that people like to help people. So I like. But could you help me get X Y Z's information? I don't need to talk to them now because I know they're busy. But could you help me? set a meeting with that person and they're like oh yeah and we're in the south so you get a lot of that oh yeah bless your sweetheart we'll get you set up here's a number here's a cell phone number i'm like oh you shouldn't be giving me their cell phone number but i'll take your cell phone number yeah yeah just to piggyback off roger and, and matt you know i think that for me is gonna have to be sort of a, a thought mind shift with door polling is you're never gonna get joe there like oh let's have a meeting right now that happens zero uh, maybe 1% of the time. Uh, all you're there to is to get Joe's number or get a little bit more information, right? There, that, That's it. And, and, like that, sometimes that the door pull is, is, amen. Sometimes the door pull for me is a major success. It, if I just see they have a big cooling tower in the back that I can talk to on my call block, you know, hey, I noticed you have, like, just being there, seeing the surroundings, seeing if it's like Fort Knox, walking through Fort Knox, you know, or is it casual and you, you know you could get in next time? All those are great intel pieces that I use during the call block. I think, Kent, you were about to say something. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I would always, when I'd pop in, I always say, yeah, I'm actually, I've got a meeting. Yeah, I'm heading to a meeting over here with so-and-so and, you know, got here a few minutes really, so I just wanted to stop in to find out who it is I need to talk to, you know, that makes decisions with your facility. That way, you know, they know that, you know, you don't have time because I have run into that. Was like, oh yeah, no, he's actually available. Why don't you come on back? And then all of a sudden, you're scrambling. Like, 
well, no, you know, I just don't really have time. And, you know, or you fall victim, you go in and sit down and then you have an HV, you know, you have a discussion about the air conditioners because you really don't have anything with you. Um, but yeah, I'm always, Hey, I'm actually just en, en route to a meeting and, and saw your building and wanted to stop in to find out who does I need to talk to here. Um, but like I said, I'm heading to another meeting, so I don't really don't have that much time. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to ask this question because I know it's important for it was important for me because when I came on the company in 2020, I didn't have a whole lot of structure for my call blocks. It basically my days were call blocks because that's all we could do when in March of 2020 when I came on to Total Comfort. Like that's all I really do is call people. So my question is for you know. For everybody, you know, how are you scheduling and structuring your call block? Because sometimes your scheduling and structuring and timing can can be can set either set you up for success or failure based on who you're calling, what times are you calling, how are you how are you building your call list that week? So talk to me about what are some things that you're doing to schedule and the structure around your call blocks to make them successful. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. It's important. My favorite uh, call block time is from 4 to 5.30. <laughs> Crazy as that sounds. Uh, I, I, somebody's driving. Uh, at, it's Julio. There you go. Thanks, Julio. That 4 o'clock window, for some reason, I, I catch people, and a lot of times they're willing to talk. Um, but the... I find not calling at like three o'clock in the afternoon or ten a.m. in the in the morning. I never have success catching somebody, and it's kind of awkward because you know they're in the middle of their work. So I like to try first thing in the morning or last thing in the afternoon is is where I have the most success. I think Roger had had a pretty good layout. Don't you call like an industrial facilities from like seven thirty to eight? If, so if it's an industrial, yeah, I do it. I do it early in the morning because that's before. I mean, they start early. They start earlier than we get in the office typically, and so I'm trying to catch that plant manager at the beginning of his day. Um, and a lot of those plant, a lot of those plant managers. I mean, not all of them. But I've, I've worked with some people that leave at like four, like they're done. They start like at 6 a.m. and they're done at like four, even though they're on call the whole time. They're done, but they're busy. Once that stuff, once they're there, they're getting pulled every which way. And Garson told me something. We were playing golf the other weekend. You know, I'm not fighting against, I'm fighting for a spot on their calendar. Their calendar is stacked. We're trying to make our call as important as possible to get on their calendar sometime because they've got everyone from everyone from you know Cintas to us to printers to all the vendors in the world are calling plant managers so how are we we're fighting for that spot at the time if I can get there and call before everybody else is calling because they're gonna get 26 sales calls a day if I'm calling first I feel like I have a lot better success than if I am the 25th vendor who's called them to try to set an appointment about something he doesn't really want to talk about, you know? You know, the one, the one thing I, in, in talking with, with Matt, and one thing I really recommend is, you know, where, wherever it is you're kind of 
tracking your DCAs is somehow associate that to the call box so that way you get kind of more of a of a track history of what times are successful what times are not successful um yeah we talked about it and you know i know matt on his calendar he puts the blocks on his calendar uh, but somehow tracking in that of you know under the title of you know Six contacts, four contacts, two contacts, zero contacts, or, or even appointments. So that way you can easily go back and reference and look at that week and see, okay, for the last three weeks, it seems like this 10 o'clock on Tuesday has not yielded any contacts, much less appointments. So then you can kind of move that up and down. But if you're not tracking that and if you don't have that information, it's really hard to gauge you know, in your market, what seemed to be the, the, the good times. I know there's more, I know there's someone doing something successful out there as well. Not just, not I'll tell just you, that. I'll tell you what doesn't work for me. What doesn't work for me is she, Christy kept trying to get me to call 30 people in 30 minutes. <laughs> that didn't work for me. Uh, I am going to look him up on LinkedIn Sales Navigator. I'm going to Google his name. I'm going to try to just find out a little bit more about him than just call a freaking spreadsheet. <laughs> I just, uh, it, it helps me a lot when I know a little bit more about him and can uh, phrase, am I calling somebody that's uh certain ethnicity? Am I calling somebody that's an old person? Are they... 22, you know, all those little context clues help me when I'm calling and I can't do that. She was like, I'll sit in your office while you call your call block to get them to go quicker. I'm like, no, that, that doesn't work for me. I, I like to know who I'm calling and I like to call on them um, with a little bit of context clues. It really just helps me a lot. So I, I block out an hour and instead of the 30 minutes just because I like those. Uh, because my whole, my whole mentality is I've narrowed down my prospect list. I'm not calling on a huge random list of people I got off of Zoom Info. I've narrowed down the buildings that I want to call on. And so it's like I'm going to get in that building one way or the other, and I've got a, only a couple shots. And if I get the guy on the phone or the lady on the phone, I need to know and be prepared and have all the advantages in order to get into that building. That's that's my mindset. You don't need to be micromanaged? I'm good on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean you, you know, you think about it. If, you know, when you find a way that's successful, if you can get all your appointments in two call blocks, whether it takes in, you know 30 minutes, an hour, hour and a half, it's done. You know, for the week. So I, I agree with you, Matt. You, you know, you got to find out what works best for you and what gives you the best results. You know, if it ta- if you can crank out five appointments by getting ten people on the phone. Zoom info also now. I don't know if they've been doing this for a while, but it tells you when someone joined the company. So for me, that hasn't called on these people, you know, before. It's helpful to know. Okay. Jerry's been at X, Y, and Z for 26 years. I mean, he's probably pretty set in his way, so we have to approach this call that way. Or Amanda's been, you know, plant manager for, you know, two and a half years, so maybe there's some, 
you know, there's some wiggle room there and you can get in. Um, so I thought that that feature is pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, I mean, I also would try uh, Sales Navigator LinkedIn. You can literally filter out and say, all right, I want to see every plant manager that is less than a year in their new position within 10 miles of my zip code. And that's a very solid way of kind of, you know, because when people come in, they're not going to change things right off the bat. But once they kind of start to get, you know, a little bit more familiar with stuff, they're looking for ways to change what led the last plant manager to manager to fail, but it just takes them some time to identify it. So they're very receptive once they're about six months in. And then once they're, you know, once they're in there for a couple of years, they kind of are, are pretty, pretty set in what they're doing. So Rob, I think that's a great point. Are you able to like, um, Maybe one, next time we have one of these MSR trainings, just kind of share your screen and show us how you are able to do that filter on, on Sales Navigator. Yeah. We, we can do it. I want to ask a question. How many, I know uh, Kent and I think, Dan, yeah, Daniel. Um, what about networking organizations, whether it be the chamber or, or whatever? How many people have had success with that and what, what other um things be done. I mean, I think I, I know Kent's had a lot of success with the chamber and, and I'm active in the Columbia Chamber of Commerce. I know Matt's active in the Lexington Chamber of Commerce. And, you know, the thing that I think the thing that I, I think Daniel does young professionals of Augusta, too. And I'm sure that that is successful in networking as well. But for me, getting in with the chamber and just talking to people, not really about what I about what I do, but not trying to set appointments with people. I'm just there to, to listen and talk and, 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 and introduce myself to as many people as possible. And it, it yeah. almost turns into them asking me for the appointment. Like, hey, you know, I've right. got this building. Can you come take, can you, can we talk about this building? Like that happened to me last night at a chamber event. I was at the, uh, talking to this guy and just, I was like, hey, I, I saw you guys bought a cockaboose. Uh, for tailgate and you guys have been renting it out how's that going he's like man it's been going great you know we want some private events but you know what do you do and i told him he's like man i'd love for you guys to come check out the building we're in we got recommended this company they're not doing very great can you come by and i was like sure i guess yeah i can come by and in, in my head i'm like this is exactly what i want to have happen but you know they're approaching you so i think it's super successful i think it's super important to be the brand in your market be the brand in uh, in in, in Florence Myrtle Beach area for people to gravitate towards when shit goes wrong. Yeah, I, I, I would echo what Roger said. I, you don't go to go ask for appointments, you know. Uh, you really play in the long game. And if you do a good job of kind of, you know, kind of giving a short message on what we do. And uh, one thing Todd says this, he says something defective, like, uh, what, they ask you, what do you do? I solve air conditioning problems for businesses. And That'll stick with them. And what you want to happen like long term is when they have a when they have a problem, they you know, like most of the people we call on, they probably have some are already someone in there doing their work, but they may run into the issue, it may take them weeks to figure out the issue or it may not be resolved. They you want them to think of you in those situations, right? Um, and you want referrals from people, or you know, you want introductions from other people. 
you know, you leave after you introduce yourself to people and they're like, what does that guy do? Oh man, that guy, his company did this X, Y, and Z for us. And they saved us $30,000 after they did this project at one of our buildings. Uh, that's kind of, it's networking is really effective if you consistently do it and you're playing the long game. And I'll, and I'll add to that, not only can you make good contacts, but the more you can learn about your community and what's happening, whether it's whether it's new developments coming in, um, you know, new new infrastructure that's taking place, what that does is that allows you to kind of start having bigger, you know, other conversations when you're sitting down with the CEO of a company of, hey, you know, I just actually just t- was talking to so-and-so, and they are talking about the new, you know, bill they're trying to pass to get, you know, roads and improved. It just, it allows you to, to connect at that higher level when you're in the know of your area. All right, we got like nine minutes left, and I think we've got a lot, had a lot of good good info and good sharing going on today. I'm looking at my notes if there's anything that I really wanted to cover, but I've covered everything that I want to cover. Does anybody have any questions um, or any final comments before I turn it over back to Kent so he can plan for the next one of these next month? Kent, do you have on pants? Or are you sitting outside in shorts? No, I'm – we uh, – <laughs> <laughs> Careful with that, Garrison. I'll have to know. I just put them on aerials here today. <laughs> were those Velcro Reeboks? <laughs> yes, yes they, they were the. Uh, was it Joe Montana? The Velcro. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, so I've got a a project I work on this weekend, and the lumber yard closes at two, so I couldn't get them to deliver materials. So I had to real quick run home, and after I get done with this. I had to grab my truck, go get the materials, bring it back here, and be back to the office because Matt and I have got a 3.30. You're fine. I just was picking on you, man. I just was wondering if you were sitting it, outside it, it, and you're making a doing Well, shrimp. I was in our office. My wife comes up. She's like, um, I've got 12 o'clock. Are you about done? I'm like, I'm starting at a 12 o'clock. So I got kicked outside. <laughs> well, that's, you got, that, that's a pretty bad scenery you got going on in your backyard. A palm tree, sunshine, and and that's and my snow. front yard. Whatever. <laughs> I've got a map. All right. I'll share. So wrapping up. Well, yeah, if we, yeah, that's, I'm good with that. So, um, okay, never mind. I know that um, there was there was request to have Rob cover some stuff on on the navigate. What is it? Navigator, whatever, whatever that system is. Yeah, uh, maybe it's called Sales Navigator. Yeah, Sales Navigator. I think maybe we can do, and, and I'll get with with Charles as well. But maybe, um, maybe if we can have next month um, or two weeks, what they are next month, whatever is. Maybe have everybody come and, and share maybe a, a special tool that they've been using, whether it's for prospecting, whether it's for um, the leave behind kind of a thing, or whether it's something that they've added to their customer book, or just something that they've identified and are using that's helping opportunities, qualifying, whatever. Um, just kind of like tricks of the trade, if you will. Because I think we all 
you know, try to do things ourselves, and let me try to figure out a way to do this, a way to do that. You know, I think one great thing that that helped, you know, Matt Lessev out is that, you know, Matt Warren, you were showing him the tool that you use where you're able to take the whole customer list, import it onto a map, and now he has a map of exactly where all of our customers are. I was like, that's cool as shit. Like, I've never even heard of that, that? seen that. If you want to... Just things like that. This is it right here. I, I... I'll, I'll take two seconds and show you. So this, it's called easymapmaker.com. And I can zoom in on, say if I'm going to Camden, I can zoom in on Camden. And it's basically like a depth finder if you're going fishing, you know. And then if I say, okay, I'm going to be at, at this appointment here, I can click on it and I've, it's already populated in my Excel spreadsheet. I just dump it in here and I, I've got in there that this is a, a prospect. It's not a client. It's a prospect who I'm calling on the phone number. And then after I finish that appointment or, or, or drop in, I can say, okay, I'm going to go to this place and I've got all my notes in there for who I spoke to last. But what's really cool is I can zoom in on it and, and really get down and see, okay, they've got some cooling towers here or chiller here. Um, so, so this is called easymapmaker.com. It's $29 a month. And it's a, it's a, it, it was a game changer for me when I started using it. But you could put hundreds of people in here. I take my Excel spreadsheet that I use for my call block and I dump it in here. And uh, there's nothing worse than trying to use an Excel spreadsheet when you're trying to door pull because they all look like they're next door. But really, you're passing one place to go to the next one. So... Sometimes if I drive all the way out here, I'll start here and then work my way back to the office, and, you know, trying to hit as That's many legit. as as many as I can. Yeah, it's a it was a game yeah. changer. It, I like and didn't you also you put in our, our existing customers moment. so you knew who our customers were and where they're at, so you could. Yeah, so that was one thing that really bugged me for a long time, uh, but I I finally got a list from Josh in our office of, of all of our clients and who we maintain and what what kind of agreement they are and uh i I was able to to overlay that with my prospects so i'm trying to find one that's a client all right so this is a client so i could tell it's a g contract and who the who who the main person is that that's the technician so basically what i'm doing now is i could say okay who's this uh this is also a client. So they're a G and they're a G. Well, I'm going to go right here and I'm going to call on this guy and say, okay, well, we're next door and we're next door. We need to be helping you too. Um, the other day I was on Forest Drive and there was uh, really? South Carolina Retina Center and uh, two of my prospects. Here it is right here. All right. So last week I was, I was door pulling and this is one of our clients right here. We have a C contract. Well, these two were on my prospect list, Sandhill and uh, this nursing home. So I went and, and guess what I talked about when I pulled the door at this place and this place. I said, hey, we're maintaining and helping the folks next door. I just got to tell you about what we're doing. Who do I need to talk to? So knowing who we who we service and where they are drastically has improved my door pulling and cold calling because now I can talk to like specifics. So that's all I got to oh, share. That's all I got to say. About that. Use that. I'm going to call you. Yeah. Back. So, so we're, we're right out of time, but, but 
that's exactly what I'm talking about. So, if, you know, if y'all can kind of take some time and be thinking about some just tools, resources that you use that, um, you know, would be, would be helpful for others, um, come prepared for that next month. And um, I think that would be uh, valuable. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Sounds good. Good. Everyone have Thanks a great weekend. Matt, I'll see you back in the shop here in a little bit. Copy that. Thanks, guys. See you, fellas. Welcome, Gus. Glad you're here. Yes, sir. Thank you.